Hey guys, this is Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc, and I know it's been a minute since the last time you and I have spoken, and I want to thank you so much for following the Thrive Bites podcast. And I just want to let you know that there's good reason for that, and let me explain. In almost six months, I've been working tirelessly and diligently to helping people near and far during this tumultuous year that we've had from 2020 into 2021. And I said to myself, what more can I do to inspire and impact others? And you guys know me, I'm all about thriving. I'm all about thriving from a emotional, mental, and physical standpoint. That is the reason why I wrote Thrive Medicine. And that is the reason why I started this podcast called Thrive Bites. And so I decided that I wanted to put together a virtual summit experience, gathering over 50 speakers. That includes physicians, dietitians, fitness experts, coaches, and spanning over five pillars in teaching someone else on learning how to thrive. And I call this the Thrive Formula. The five pillars consist of food as medicine, functional fitness, relationships, community, and resilience. And the reason why I've chosen to do this is because I really wanted to give more tools, more education, and more inspiration. And letting people know that they're not alone and they don't have to be ill-equipped for life and whatever life throws at you, whether it's a curveball, whether it's an obstacle, whether it's a roadblock. And I worked really hard to provide this and I'm happy to announce that it is fully released and it's fully accessible. And you may ask yourself, who is this for and what does it consist of? This is for the individual that prioritizes their health and wellness and also wants to take charge of their own well-being. It's also for the healthcare professional and the healthcare professional student because I wanted to create a summit experience that I wish I could have had when I was in school. The summit experience has over 50 plus hours plus more ranging from culinary demonstrations to fitness demonstrations to scientific medical sessions. And we answer questions like, what is Whole Foods plant-based cooking? How do I start cooking back in my kitchen? What affects my brain, gut, and immune health? What are the tools for my own emotional and mental well-being? How can I be more of service and lead by example? What kind of nutrition do I need to give my children nowadays? To how do I navigate self-doubt, self-sabotage, my inner critic? to what are the best physical movements to increase my mobility, strength, flexibility, and function. And one of my favorites is how do I create more joy, contentment, and happiness in my own life? This summit also works like a masterclass series where you get to learn and further your education. And I do this by providing quizzes with every session and I provide workbooks. And there's also recipes and very, very special speaker bonuses. You'll also have the opportunity to join a private Facebook community to further your growth and connect with like-minded individuals. So if this resonates with you, please join us on this journey to further yourself and take back 2021 and beyond. You can find us at thriveformula.co. That's T-H-E-T-H-R number five formula.co. And come on inside and I'll see you in there. Cheers.
Hey guys, this is Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us on the Thrive Bites podcast. This is season four, and we're so excited for you to be here. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dr. Colin Zhu, double boarded in family and lifestyle medicine, and I interview the best and most passionate health and wellness experts of the industry on this platform. And we talk about plant powered living, emotional resilience, and creating a thriving mindset. And this season, we're taking it live, we're taking it on multiple platforms, and we're taking it as a Q&A discussion as well as our interviewing of our guests. So we're super stoked about this. And please remember to like and subscribe down below, and we will see you. Welcome to the next episode. All right. Well, welcome everyone to the Thrive Bites podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here. You could be anywhere in the world, and you decided to spend just a few moments with us um, on this wonderful episode, and uh, I cannot wait. Uh, we have a fabulous, fabulous session uh, here today. Um, I am truly privileged and honored uh, to have uh, Chef Rich uh, La Marita with us for the second time on the podcast. And uh, um, I'm going to introduce uh, and share a little bit about his bi uh, bio. So Chef Richard uh, LaMarita has had a diverse culinary career. Uh, he has been a chef instructor uh, for the world-renowned plant-based program at the Natural Gourmet Institute in New York City for 25 years. And currently, he teaches at the Health Supportive Culinary Arts Program at the Institute of Culinary uh, Education, New York City, and his specialty, um, along with vegetarian and vegan cooking, is Indian, Italian, and Ayurvedic uh, cuisine. He's a graduate of Institute of Culinary Education, New York City, uh, where he completed the program in 2003, 2004, and has worked with numerous well-known chefs in New York City, including uh, Chef Floyd uh, Cardoz, uh, Dan Kluger, and uh, ben Pollinger at Tabla Restaurants. And uh, he, also, he also works as a private chef and private instructor in Manhattan um, and also in the Hamptons since 1995 and working for very well-known notable families. And currently he, is, uh, he, is, he has a love affair with uh, Ayurveda. And um, for those who don't know, Ayurveda is a science of life and health for 35 years. And he's a practitioner and teacher of it. And currently he is studying uh, to be a Vedic and Ayurvedic uh, master at the Marahashi Mahash Yogi. And he has led seminars on this topic and he's doing a online master's program. And I uh, can't wait to delve in a little bit more. So without further ado, please welcome Chef Rich. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> thanks, thanks, Colin. Thanks, Colin. Thanks for, the, thanks for the introduction. Glad to be here. Oh man, thank you so much. Um, I really, uh, really excited, um, you know, to be here with you. Um, I am can't wait uh, for this session. Um, so today we're going to go into your love affair for uh, Indian cooking, and uh, you have been on, um, you know, my show, um, you know, previously, and we really uh, dwelled deeper into, you know, your time in India. You spent some time in um, in an ashram. And uh, for those who've never, you know, heard that session or, you know, haven't really met you for the first time, can you go into a little bit of snippet of uh, how you got, you know, uh, you know, a boy from the East Coast all the way over there and how you, you know, came to fall in love with Indian cooking? 
Wow. Okay. Um, well, how I got how I got to cook it in Indian ashram was, uh, you know, through my through my association and through my connection with uh, I've been, I've been a long term practitioner of transcendental meditation technique. Um, in fact, uh, I've been I've been doing that for about well, for over fifty years now. Um, this year is my fiftieth year anniversary, um, and uh, I was just able through the through the contacts that I knew from from there to to be able to go to India and uh, cook in an ashram, uh, you know, for for the people who were living there, and it was mainly Westerners. Uh, or non-Indians, they're people from all over the world, but non-Indians um, who are kind of living, you know, you know, yogis being, you know, live, living in the in in the ashram and living there pretty much full time. Um, so that's 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 what got me over there specifically. Um, I had already, you know, developed a love affair with Indian cooking already. Um, that, that's a whole different story. And I think that story, we'll, we'll tell that one. Um, I think it's, I think it's, one thing I could say about it is it is that it is uh, opposites attract, opposites mm -hmm. attract. I grew up in a uh, classic Italian household. My mom mm -hmm. was an excellent cook. Uh, we had good food around us. Uh, you know, every, you know, typical food that you ate, you know, growing up in the 50s and the 60s. Um, but my mom was an excellent cook and she made great Italian food. So I knew mm -hmm. Italian food very well. And Italian food, when you get to learn it, it's very simple in its approach. Um, they don't do, you know, they, they don't make things too complicated. They rely heavily on the, the flavor of the ingredients and maybe add you know, one or two herbs, you know, like tomato goes with basil and rosemary goes with, goes with potatoes and, uh, you know, and things like that. So it's not, a, it's not a complex cuisine. It's delicious, mm -hmm. but it's not a super complex cuisine. I think its secret is its simplicity. And then I discovered Indian cuisine, mm -hmm. directly opposite. The flavors are strong, very strong, not afraid to to really hit you hard. Uh, and the, yet the flavors are very deep, very complex flavors. Um, you know, a real combinations of flavors and combinations hitting, hitting you in the mouth. Um, and mm -hmm. at the same time, very rounded, very well-rounded, not, not very jagged on its, in its edges. You know, when you mm -hmm. think about kind of bringing a lot of these tastes and flavors together, sometimes it can be a little bit jagged, but Indian food is so rounded and so refined um it just blew my mind away actually that 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 this cuisine even existed uh one of the reasons that i came to the cuisine to try it out i was in my uh i was 19 i believe 18 19 19 i was just uh, starting college and i had become a vegetarian um and i was a vegetarian for close to 25 years uh back in the day there weren't a lot of choices for vegetarian restaurants uh, and Indian food was always a good bet. Also the fact that I had been starting my meditation, starting, I started meditation and of course meditation and yoga come from India. 
I became, you know, I explored Indian cuisine as well. Uh, that was my infatuation with with Indian cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, really amazed at at what I was eating. Um, and then I really start to kind of understand it and know it and and start to cook it. I was very lucky to be able to uh, travel to India uh, three different times, spend almost a year each time in India. Uh, you know, learning a little, learning a little bit about the cuisine, tasting the cuisine, learning a little bit about the cooking. When I was working in the ashram, yes, then I was I was the head chef in the ashram, working with Indian mm-hmm. chefs who really knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were bouncing off each other, you know, um, and, you know, that really developed my understanding. Uh, mm-hmm. I was also very fortunate to work uh, under probably one of the greatest Indian chefs we know. Uh, that was Floyd Cardoz, who opened Tabla Restaurant. He opened Tabla Restaurant in the early 2000. Um, and I worked there for th- pretty close to three years, uh, you know, as a line cook uh, under some, you know, under him and under really great chefs that were, that mm-hmm. were working with him. Um, and, and, and understanding his, his food and understanding, you know, his method of spicing um, really changed things, really developed and deepened my understanding of, uh, of Indian cuisine. Uh, so mm-hmm. I really grateful, you know, for my teachers there um, who, you know, who did, you know, expand and deepen my knowledge of Indian cuisine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I've been, uh, I've been I cooking it, eating it ever since. Very, uh, yeah, for a very long time, right? <laughs> my, uh, my question to you, Chef Rich, is um, uh, what was what was the vegetarian movement back then? Um, you know, uh, during that time, because obviously, you know, we've evolved um, over time. There's so many different options. Not everything is tofurkey or spam anymore. You know what was what, what was the vegetarian slash vegan slash plant based, I guess, um, environment back in the day? Can you can you speak to that a little bit? It was pretty much non-existent. Mm. Um, it was, you know. So we're talking. Okay, so we're talking about, uh, you know, years of. You know, when I f- first discovered Indian cuisine, it was like the early 70s. Mm-hmm. So we're talking 50 years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 50 years ago about. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember a vegetarian restaurant um, mm-hmm. back then. Uh, you know, when, you know when, when, when you when when you when when I went out and tried to order a, a vegetarian meal back then, a vegan, they wouldn't, they didn't even know what vegan was. Um, but mm-hmm. I, when I went back, when I went to order a vegetarian meal, it was the typical thing of you would just get whatever veggies were on the sides of the, of the other dishes. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't vegetarian cuisine that stood up on its own as a complete meal with regard mm-hmm. to, you know, with regard to using, uh, alternative proteins and whole grains, you know, and interesting things to do with 
with vegetables. It wasn't anything mm-hmm. like that. And that's really mm-hmm. what gravitated me towards 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 Indian cuisine because Indian cuisine they 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 were making you know they had phenomenal uh, vegetarian dishes you mm-hmm. know in their mm-hmm. in their culture you know yeah so I would say it was pretty much so, yeah yeah so so given the current climate that we have and the environment uh, and the different options and styles and restaurants. Um, are you happier in terms of where we're at with having all these diverse and, um, you know, this variety of plant-based, you know, options in terms of restaurants and home deliveries and takeouts and, you know, just so many different uh, cookbook authors? Um, like, are you are you satisfied with where we're at or you feel like we still have a long way to go to getting to a place where, um, it's no longer just side vegetables to a main plate. You know, it's, you know, we can think of it, a shift of perspective right. of thinking of it as, you know, the main course meal, you know, do you think we're there yet or we still have some ways to go? Look at 11 Madison Park right now. Daniel Yu, one of the greatest chefs in the world, running one of the best restaurants in the world, announces this year that his, that his restaurant is going all vegan. Mm. It's just, it's just, you know, a tasting menu of all vegan. At, so this is at the highest level of, of you know, of the, of the restaurant industry. Um, mm-hmm. That says a lot that, you know, mm-hmm. that chefs are waking up to this. Um, mm-hmm. Chefs that I know, like Dan Kruger from Loring Place, what he does with vegetables is just absolutely magnificent. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Gramercy Tavern now is is said to be a vegetable forward restaurant. It's not it's not vegetarian, it's not vegan, but it's vegetable forward. You know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whereas the vegetables don't play a side role, they play a main role on the plate. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you have your just really great vegetarian and vegan restaurants out there in pretty much every city, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's mm-hmm. blossoming, it's blooming, it's a, it's growing. It's a wonderful trend. It's a fantastic trend. Mm-hmm. These are the students we teach. These are the yeah. students we teach at uh, at Institute of Culinary Education in the Health Supportive Culinary Arts Program, and it's a program that's running strong. They want, you know, we yeah. have there are people out there who want to learn, who want to learn how to cook this way, who want to know yeah. what to do with tofu, tempeh, seitan, who want to put together a complete meal that is hundred percent. 100% plant-based, you know, um, so that you really yeah. feel satisfied. You feel satisfied in terms of nourishment. You feel satisfied in terms of, in terms of, you know, culinary tastes, um, you know, your, mm-hmm. your rest of your experience. Um, and, you know, with the whole rest, with the whole restaurant experience, basically. So I, I'm happy. Yeah. yeah, definitely happy where it's at. Sure. <laughs> well, I am uh, I am so thrilled um, that I was able to graduate from such a you know world renowned steam program you know when it was there standalone um, before it got um, you know acquired by ICE, which you know I'm you know I know is an incredible you know institution uh, for it to to pick it up um, and for you to be able to continue that legacy of uh, you know Dr. Anne Marie Colvin and and the other Natural Gourmet Institute instructors as well. 
Um, so um, I would love to kind of uh, get into the, uh, the culinary demonstration and uh, what do you have uh, for us uh, today that you're about to prepare? Okay, um, it's an Indian dish. Uh, it's, a, it's a kind of meal in itself. Uh, and it's kind of, it's, it's improvisational in a way. And I want to show, I want to show everybody out there that Indian food doesn't have to be, it doesn't, it's complex, but it doesn't have to be too complicated. You don't have to make it too complicated. Uh, you don't have to be scared of it in terms of working with spices and thinking, oh, does this spice go with this? And how do I do this? Um, I want to give you some basic principles so that you feel comfortable to whip up a nice Indian dish, you know? So, for instance, good. The, the base of this is uh, is chickpeas, okay? Uh, so this is going to be like a chicky coconut curry. So let me just move things around here. Um, so already on the stove, already on the stove, and we'll go over to the stove in a minute, I have some chickpeas already cooking. They're simmering. Uh, in the chickpeas is cumin powder, leaves, curry leaves. Um, so that's simmering. That's uh, giving flavor to the water. And the chickpeas have actually been cooking. They've actually been cooking for almost an hour. Just a nice simmer, almost an hour. I want them nice and soft and beautiful. Okay. So that's happening already. And now the vegetables we're going to use are vegetables that I like and vegetables that I had around, particularly two mm -hmm. of them. Okay, so one is cauliflower, cauliflower. So I roasted some cauliflower. If you could see, uh, can you see also, can everybody yeah. see the other screen as well? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. here's the cauliflower. So I roasted, I cut the cauliflower into, um, into little florets, really simple like this. I toss this with a little bit of oil, some coconut oil, and then uh, salt and pepper and roasted it. Okay. Then we're gonna use mushrooms. I love mushrooms. And here are some mushrooms that we got at the farmer's market on Sunday. So I have some shiitakes right here. And I'm gonna cut through these shiitakes really simply and quickly. Okay. I like to do a mix of mushrooms for texture and also for flavor. I think mushrooms are very flavorful when you pan roast them. Anybody know what these are out there? <laughs> Anybody? They look like they Anybody look like, out uh, there know what kind of mushrooms these are? They look like uh, trumpets or oysters, right? No, these are lion's mane. Mm. Lion's mane. Okay. And then this is oyster right here. Mm. This is oyster. So I'll take, I'll take off the kind of tough stem right here. And then uh, just tear the leaves. And then we're going to saute this, pan roast this. Won't, won't be very long. And then it's gonna, I'm going to mix it with the cauliflower. 
and then some greens, a couple of leaves of greens, some Tuscan kale. So some nice fresh Tuscan kale, chiffonade. Now we're going to just add towards the very end. That'll cook up in a second. Okay. So that's our veggies. So what I'm saying in terms of improving a little bit, use what veggies you have and start combining. Most veggies go together. Eggplant and mushrooms go together. Cauliflower and broccoli. Cauliflower and onion. Um, you know, you know, just uh, butternut squash or squash and mushrooms. Fantastic combination. Squashes and greens. Good combinations. So to just create create your own, you know, medleys of uh, medleys of vegetables. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's. That's our vegetable, okay? And then we're going to do the actual sauce, okay? So I have that mise en place out uh, right here. We'll go over to the, to the stove very soon and actually make the sauce, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so the sauce is, is going to – that's going to bring in a lot of the Indian elements of the spices and also the, uh, the aromatics, the specific aromatics of, of Indian slash Asian cooking really too. Uh, so here are my spices over here. I don't know if you can see them on the in the other uh, in the other view. Yeah. So I'm you know I'm pretty much a spice geek. I like to keep my spices in really good shape. So I have them in these kind of vacuum packed motor bottom glass jars. Oh, wow. Yes, wow. very beautiful. Very beautiful. They stay really fresh this way. Huh. Um, stay very fresh because they, you know, you have this vacuum pack right here. Um, so that's how I keep my spices. I, I don't keep a lot of ground spices around. You know, a few turmeric, you know, maybe a little bit of garam masala, something mm -hmm. like that. But, but I'm mainly using whole spices. And then I have my spice grinder that I will that I will grind. Okay. So what what spices should you use? You know, if you think, oh my gosh, I want to do an Indian dish, what you know, what 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 are the ones I should I should grab? I mean again, it's you know, be be free, be open, experiment. Uh, in many, probably most curries, you have probably at least one or two of the powerful three digestive spices, which are cumin, coriander, fennel. Three incredible digestive spices. Great, great for digestion. So probably you're going to see at least one, maybe two of those. Okay. <clears throat> Certainly you're going to find turmeric. Turmeric is, is very special. In Indian cuisine, uh, it's in it's in so many dishes, and, and it's such a special it's such a special spice because of its uh, you know its anti-inflammatory properties, and because mm -hmm. of its flavor. Its flavor notes are a little bit a little bit bitter, uh, which are which are very nice. So you know 
So we got cumin, got some coriander, got some turmeric. Uh, now, one little bit of information that's that that's uh, that's that's good to know is that when you mix black pepper with turmeric, it makes the turmeric more available, makes the mm -hmm. benefits of turmeric more available. Um, they say hundreds of percent more. Um, on yeah. top of turmeric, on top of turmeric is uh, fat soluble. So when you cook it in fat, it also becomes more bioavailable to you. Okay, so um, so we're going to add turmeric. Uh, in this one, also we're going to add some mustard seed because I love mustard seed, uh, the brown mustard seed. Uh, not a lot of heat, not a lot of heat, uh, but it gives. Uh, it kind of also gives kind of like a a little bit of a bitter, a little bit of a bitter note to it. Um, and also, I like uh, onion seed, onion seed, also called kalanji. It's a wonderful seed, uh, and it's spice. It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of sweet. So you have a nice combinations of flavors here, you know, mm -hmm. bitter, sweet, um, got a little bit of the pungency from the, from the cumin and the coriander. Um, and then the fennel also is a little bit sweet. So I got a lot of flavors going on just with the spices. With the spices alone, but just um, and then our aromatics, our aromatics uh, are going to be uh, ginger and shallots, uh, ginger and shallots. So that's that's is that plus the coconut milk is going to be our sauce, okay? Mm. And then we're going to mm -hmm. toss that. Yep, we're going to toss that with the with the vegetables and. Finish it with a little bit of lime juice, uh, some cilantro, and that's it. That's our awesome. dish. We could put some curry leaves in. I have a curry plant. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I, oh, just, that's see, I, cool. I just went, I just went right over to the tree and picked a curry, <laughs> curry leaf, curry plant, curry oh, leaf. Awesome. Fresh curry. Okay. Um, it stays outside in the summer, and I just brought yeah. it in today. I just brought it in today. I actually should have brought it in a few weeks ago, but um, uh, but it's but you could just I could smell it right now. It's just yeah. wafting through the air, you know. So what is it? What does it add? Like fresh curry leaves to a dish? Um, you know, for uh, those that are not familiar with with, uh, with it. Okay, so fresh curry, fresh curry adds the uniqueness. There's nothing like it. There's there's nothing like the flavor of fresh curry. Uh, curry powder, originally curry powder, uh, really came from the fresh curries in South India. And the fresh curries uh, were made with fresh curry leaves. Mm. Uh, you know, back in the day of the, you know, the East India Trading Company and, you know, you know when, when the British first kind of, with, you know, were, were in India and, and, and trading, uh, but then they wanted to make the curry curry blends, but the, the the leaves are very delicate, so the leaves didn't didn't work in transporting, but they still called curry the spice mixture, even though it's really a dish. But yeah. this gives such a unique flavor and aroma. Mm. There's nothing like it. There's there's no substitute. Yeah. There's, so you you kind of have to experience it in order to really like you right. know, actually understand the depth of it. Right, right, and I consider it more of a herb than than a particular spice. 
Yeah. And spices, of course, have medicinal flavors. And right now, yeah. right now, I'm just making a simple Indian style bread. So I have. Um, uh, you can do this with Indian flour called chapati flour. Uh, I couldn't find it today. It's, uh, so this is just a mix of whole wheat and white. Okay. Mm. And then there's some salt and then some uh, some ghee, uh, about two tablespoons of ghee. Uh, and, then, and then one or two tablespoons, I think it's two tablespoons of uh, fennel seed. No, no, no. One mm. heaping tablespoon of fennel seed. And I'm just going to add a little bit of water to this. And I'm going to make a super simple dough. This is going to be flatbread. It's not mm -hmm. a yeasted bread. Okay. Chef Rich, um, can I ask you a question? Anytime. Um, so ghee is very, you know, traditional in Indian uh, cuisine. It's clarified, you know, butter, right? So a question is, is that for someone that isn't using dairy, would there be a substitute for the ghee for this recipe? Absolutely. Have you tried anything else? Absolutely, absolutely. Use um, uh, use coconut oil. Mm -hmm. Coconut oil is a nice fat. Uh, if you want to use a good organic first pressed canola, you can use you can use that. I would definitely stay away from olive. Mm -hmm. Then you know that's very Italian, and you get kind of the Italian feel from it, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, but definitely uh, you can use other fats. That's not a, that's not a problem. That's not a problem at all. So here's our dough. We're gonna need a little bit more flour. So just hold on. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know, you you live in the wonderful city of Manhattan, where you know it's you know, the number one place for, you know, a melting pot for all kinds of, you know, uh, ethnic cultures and stuff. So yeah. in terms of spices, um, you know, let's just say someone who's watching is not from a big urban metropolitan area. Do you have any recommendations in terms of where people can get their spices somewhere else, whether it's online or, you know, maybe it's just some places they haven't looked yet? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I do get my spices mainly, you know, I don't buy online, so I'm not up to all the great sources like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I know the, the, the great spice store in our in New York City is called Calustians. Mm -hmm. Calustians ships anywhere. Mm. So okay. you can order from Calustians, and they have organic spices as well. Okay, okay. Um, I um, I personally haven't used them before, but I heard Pensy uh, uh, spices are pretty good as well. Oh, I've heard uh, I've heard of that company. Yeah, I heard of that company yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll put those in the show notes um, after this airs. So for people that are wanting to uh, order order and have it delivered, so great, great idea, great idea. So here's the dough. It's soft. Should be a nice soft dough. Okay. And we're gonna make a really simple bread out of that. All right, so I'm just going to lay that over here. Should we go over and start cooking? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, let's do that. All right. The opposite way. Yep, there you go. Beautiful. Awesome. Okay, good. So right here are the chickpeas. All right. So the chickpeas I've been cooking for over an hour. I'm going to pull out the bay leaf. Curry leaves you can, I can keep right in there. Okay. Uh, this is the stem from the curry leaf. That's fine. I'm going to pull that out. The chickpeas are pretty much done. 
Okay. It's got a little bit of liquid in. It's looking, it's looking fine. All right. Okay. So let's uh, let's start with just doing the mushrooms. Okay. So for those that are wondering, uh, Chef Rich will provide the recipes uh, after this air. So just be on the lookout. We'll put it in the show notes. So again, I'm using ghee for tonight. Ghee, if you don't know, is called is clarified butter. So it's butter with the milk fat gone, and it behaves more like an oil than than a butter. In terms of in terms of you know uh, smoking point, doesn't burn as readily. Okay, so I'm gonna have a couple of things going on simultaneously. All right. So we're just gonna, I'm just going to pan roast, it's called pan roast these mushrooms. Season them. Okay, we're gonna get these mushrooms cooking. Over here is where I'm gonna do my sauce. Okay, so I'm gonna get, get the pan cooking. But really the sauce is going to be in here, but we're starting it, we're starting it here. I'm going to go also some ghee. I'm going to start off with some ghee. First thing that's going to go in, we're going to line it up, the mustard seeds. You can see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Then... Then it's going to be the onion seed and the cumin. Then it's going to be the aromatics. Then it's going to be the turmeric and some ground coriander. This, this is very thought out. Um, this is important. This is kind of like a little bit of the secret of Indian cuisine. Okay, and that is that you can add, I don't want to overdo it with the ghee, so I'm going to add a little bit of oil with this. But um, whenever you whenever you cook with spices, they need to bloom. That's mm -hmm. the term, bloom. Mm -hmm. uh, they need to get some heat into them to release the oils, to release yeah. the flavor. Okay, so in a in a in a in a pan, or with with whole spices, you bloom in a pan, either dry roast or with fat. Mm. You never put a powder into a pan because the powder will burn. Mm. Okay. So the first thing, and you also you also cook your spices. You don't throw them all together. They cook kind of differently. Mustard seeds will take a little bit more time, let's say, than, than the cumin and the onion seeds. Okay? So, so you don't just toss all your spices together. You, you do them in batches or even one at a time. Okay? So first thing that's going to go in is the onion, is the, is the uh, mustard seed. Now, how do I know they're blooming? They're going to start to pop. I'm going to hear a pop. 
Can you hear it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then the cumin and the uh, and the black uh, the kalonji goes in. Okay, so we have a seed. When I cook seeds, I cook the seeds in a pan, either dry roast or with fat. All right. Now, how do I know that the cumin is done and the and the and the onion seed is done? Aroma, strong aroma in this house right now. Mm. On top of that, uh, they change color a little bit. Yeah. Okay. They're not burning. You don't want them to burn. Gonna turn my heat a little low. Now I throw in the aromatics. That kind of cools everything down a little bit. Okay. And now I cook the aromatics. Soften them. Okay. If I want to add a little bit more fat, I could easily add a little bit more fat. Okay. So if you don't, if you cannot put ground spices into a pan, what do you do with them? How do you bloom them? Because they need to bloom as well. Right. right? right. So what you do is you cook the aromatics first. And you let the aromatics sweat a little bit. You let the aromatics soften. And then the powder will go onto the aromatics. In this case, they are ginger and shallots. This is not a particularly spicy dish. Okay. Um, I don't want to make it too spicy, you know, to end of the end of the summer. We had enough heat already. Right. Right. So these vegetables are cooking. Not the vegetable, all of the mushrooms are cooking, they're almost done. But the aromatics are cooking. They'll be done in a minute. Okay. You're looking for translucency, right? Yeah. Soft, yes. Translucency, softness, right. Okay. So again, big, big tip. Big, big secret of Indian cuisine. Whole spices will bloom, bloom all the time. Whole spices, and if you dry roast or in fat, that's how you bloom them. And your powders, only after you Cook some aromatics in the pan. So now Got I can it. now I can say I'm ready. So now I can take these ground spices, add them in. Okay. They kind of get a little bit moist from the from the moisture released in the vegetables. Okay. But let's say you look at it. I want this to cook for a few minutes. Okay, I can just easily bring this over, give it a couple of shots of water, and now let it cook out. Now really give it a few minutes to cook. Okay, and what's going to happen here is the turmeric and the ground coriander are really going to be able to bloom. Everybody following? Yes, Chef. This is, you know, we're 
where I said this is an improv dish, the vegetable part of it is, in terms of what my combinations are. The, the method, the procedure of making this curry, um, really, you know, is, 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 is how great Indian cooking is done, or how I was taught. Mm -hmm. um, and in terms of your spices, you can also use that, you know, what kind of spices you use, you can, you could play around with that. You want to add a little bit of fenugreek, if you want to add more cumin, uh, if you want to add a little bit more, uh, uh, more ginger, you know, if you want to add some chilies, well, if you wanted this to be a bit of a hot dish, you could add some chilies, and I would add that to, um, I would add it. Uh, with, the, with the aromatic, okay. Uh, there's a lot of you can add. There's a lot of different kind of spices you can use. Okay, so we ready? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so next, I'm gonna just pull. I'm gonna pull this over. I'm gonna add these spices into the chickpeas. Okay, I'm going to add some coconut milk. Chef, what does the coconut milk do for a curry? What is it, uh, does it kind of like bring everything together? Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of the base, the base, kind of the base liquid of the sauce, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, this particular one, it, you know, yeah, that's all. Um, coconut milk is delicious. Uh, it has a beautiful texture when it cooks down. You know, so, so yeah, it's just a basic, uh, uh, you know, other variations of this would be uh, if I would have added some tomatoes. Okay, I could add some, I could add some tomatoes to the, uh, to that, uh, when I, when I cook the spices, mm -hmm, I could have added mm -hmm. tomatoes to that and then cook the tomatoes mm -hmm. down a little bit, okay, and add the tomatoes in. Like I could, it could have been a complete uh, a tomato curry, basically, you know? Yeah, yeah. The tomato, the tomato as the base. I could add the tomatoes and mix the curry with it, mm. okay? Um, again, be experimentative. You wanted to use an alternative milk, uh, something like cashew milk, mm -hmm. you know? I love the I love the texture and the flavor of uh, of cashew milk. Yeah, yeah, cashew milk, would be, cashew milk would be a good would be a good choice here. There's just you so know? many. There's an exponential, <laughs> so many so many different variations you can get from uh, you know coconut uh, not coconut curry. Yeah. Um, and there's so many variations in addition to uh, Indian cuisine as well. So that we uh, exactly. Um, exactly. you know lucky enough to like you know uh, know you know growing up so. So the curry is going to cook now for a little bit, just to thicken up a little bit. It thickens up pretty fast. I'll add a little bit of salt to it, a little bit of pepper. Okay, bring the camera back here. See our veggies? Ooh, so there are veggies. There are veggies mixed. Okay, I can actually add the greens right in here. 
because oh, wow. once I put them in, once I put them in the hot, the greens also with some additional curry leaves, if you notice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, because once once the I, I cut the the kale into what's called chiffonade, so it's a very mm -hmm. thin slice. Once it hits the curry, it's going to cook almost immediately. Right. So, so as a reminder, as a reminder for those that came in later, that's Tuscan kale. You got lion's mane. You got oyster. Uh, what are we missing? Anything? Curry leaves. Shiitake. Shiitake. And the cauliflower, the roasted cauliflower. Yes, roasted cauliflower. Yeah. So that's our that's our that's our basic vegetable curry today. Coconut curry, along with the chickpeas, which which brings in a really solid protein into oh, the yeah. meal. You know, oh yeah, for sure. Along with the chickpeas, right? That's 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 key here. Um, but yeah, if you want to, you know, instead of mushrooms, you want to do cauliflower and potatoes, sweet potato and mushrooms. You know, there's yeah. so many combinations, so many, so many combinations on that. So this is cooking. It's looking nice already. It's going to be done soon. It thickens pretty soon. Are you looking for it to come up to a boil or a simmer, 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 simmer yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then in the meantime, let's make a bread or two. Okay. Okay, as I said before, this bread is uh, very soft, which is perfect. I'm going to pull out some cilantro from the fridge. Because we're going to do something really fun with the cilantro. It's been washed. Um, just going to cut it up, chop it up. Okay. I'm going to make a nice couple of nice big pieces of bread here. On time. Uh, yeah, Colin, we're doing good on time. Yes, 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 yes. Take your time, chef. Great, great. Okay. Okay, so I'm rolling this out. So basically I'm making a, a paratha. This mm -hmm. is called a paratha. So it's a nice and what would that, uh, high moisture what would that be content like a, dough. Okay. What would that be akin akin to? Um the, well it's a type of Indian bread that's pan fried. It's not a chapati. It's not a chapati. A chapati is uh, is more cooked on the dry griddle and then the open flame. So this is a style of Indian bread. Um, the dough is soft. It has the fennel seed in for flavor. Okay. Mm. And then... Almost done. 
The sauce is almost done. And Excellent. then a little, a little bit of ghee down. Again, you, if you don't want to use ghee, you can use uh, coconut oil. Okay. But here's the fun part. Every, I hope everybody's paying attention on this part. <laughs> All right. So I rolled it out. A little bit of ghee or fat. Cilantro. Yeah, that's a lot of cilantro. Okay. <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of cilantro. All right. Now I'm going to bring it up. Oh wow. Kind of like a dumpling. Yeah, it reminds me of the first thing we made in school. Uh uh what is it, an apple or a peach galette? <laughs> something like that. Something like that. A little different. A little different. Yeah, a little bit different. Made, More on the savory side. <laughs> yeah, but also completely covered. It's completely covered. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And now I'm going to roll this out again. I'm going to roll it out again. So what did I do? I created layers. You see the lay? I created a layer. This is like a stuffed bread. This is like a stuffed bread, stuffed with cilantro, fennel seed in the dough. This is heavenly, and it's going to mm. go so nicely with the dish. And it's whole, you know, it's, it's mostly whole. It's a, well, this one is fifty percent whole wheat. Okay. Look at how gorgeous that is. Yes. Oh, that is beautiful. It's so you know? beautiful. Well, let's let's cook it up. Let me know if we're good here. Are we focusing on the on the stove top again? Okay, gotcha. Yep, we're good. Okay. I'm going to cook this in a cast iron pan. Here is our sauce. I want it to be a little bit thicker, so I would say another few minutes. I'm going to taste it. It looks it looks beautiful. Chickpeas Again, they cook for an hour. They're done. But they're not broken up. Chickpeas are beautiful because they don't really break yeah. up and disintegrate. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, I mean, I wish, however many people you have out there watching, I wish that I can give you a taste of this. Yeah, me too. I'm because, coming over tomorrow. <laughs> because even though it's getting a little bit on the late side here in New York area, this is going to be my dinner tonight. Yes, yes, yes. going to be my dinner tonight. Um, take a little bit of ghee. Again, can be coconut oil or canola oil. And then we cook the bread. It's a flat bread. It's a non-yeasted bread. It cooks very fast. Mm. We're going to give one last shot of heat to, the, um, to this curry right here. Oh, 
all these amazing veggies go in. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Looks beautiful. Not too many veggies for sauce. Not too much sauce for veggies. It looks good, doesn't it? Can yeah, it's beautiful. Yep. So you just mix it in. You don't really need to cook it down even more because the veggies are already cooked. The stove is off. This yes. is off. Okay. Yep. This is off. Yep. Okay. Yep. All I'm gonna do is finish with the finish the bread, which should take another couple minutes. And that's our curry. Improv on the veg side, but very thought <laughs> out, very classic, you know, you know, real learning, you know, practicing and um, following kind of the rules of really good Indian cooking there, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and when you taste it, you just feel it. You just feel that, that the depth of flavor, you feel those spices come together, you feel the complexity in there. And it's just, you know, it's just something that's so magical. The last thing is going to be is a little squeeze of lemon. All right. All right. And, when, you know, it's a little bit of acid that just brings out the flavor a little bit more. You don't need a lot. See how much I put in there? Very little. This needs to cook a little bit more. So as you're cooking down that, um, I want it because I know that, you know, over your professional career, you've also taught uh, culinary classes surrounding um, Ayurvedic principles. Yes. Um, how much of it is similar? How much of it is different in terms of just general Indian cooking? Um, is it a case by case based off of, you know, uh, a person or a patient, um, you know, constitution? Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Um yeah, I mean, Ayurveda is very much part of my of my makeup, my personality, and in terms of you know my field of study, and uh, I'm always thinking along those lines. So the first thing is, uh, you know, I definitely I could adjust this towards someone's particular dosha, which called okay, someone's particular body type. I could uh, make it a little bit more cooling or a little bit more heating. Uh, with the choice of vegetables and choices and even choices of the uh, of the legume, okay, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, right? Yep. So and that's number and that's first. But one of the most important things. Hold on. Yeah, that's nice. Okay. So one of the most important things is. Getting, getting a balance of the six tastes. So the six tastes are sweet, sour, salty, pungent, bitter, and astringent. Mm -hmm. Okay? And when these flavors come together, you have a really satisfying uh, feeling. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, not to mention, you know, the energy of these flavors uh, creates a very balanced effect in the body. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... In this particular dish, all six tastes are present. Mm. 
All six tastes are present, so nothing is missing. So sweet, where is sweet? Well, sweet is in the bread right here, number one. Okay. Sweet is in the fact that I roasted the cauliflower and brought out the sweetness. Okay. Sweet. Sweet is in the coconut milk, right? Sweet is in the coconut milk. Where's sour? Sour is in the lemon. Okay. Now just that little squeeze of lemon is good enough. Um, another alternative or another uh, another way to get some nice uh, sour element is tamarind. Mm. Uh, tamarind. Tamarind. I love tamarind. So a little bit of tamarind paste would be would have been great. Really nice in here. So sweet, sour, salty. We have salt. I added salt. Uh, pungent are all the spices and all the herbs. Mm -hmm. We have mm -hmm. six six different spices in this particular dish. We have cilantro. We have ginger. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of pungent. Uh, bitter are the, the greens. The mm -hmm. yeah, leafy greens. Okay. Um, and uh, astringent. Astringent are vegetables. Mm -hmm. So cauliflower. Cauliflower is a bit of a bitter note, so it could be it could be astringent bitter. Um, uh, and mushrooms, mushrooms are astringent. You know, mm -hmm. they they're kind of dry. So we have all tastes, all tastes in one in one particular dish. It really, now, it, it, yeah. In in terms of you know, um, is that important to get the six tastes? You know, for from a culinary, is it just from a culinary perspective to kind of have a nice balance of you know, uh, of the flavoring, or is it important in terms of like Ayurvedic cooking um, or principles where you're trying to reach like a certain balance or homeostasis within someone's like constitution is one of the goals of the cooking, would you say? Yeah, yeah, I would say both are correct. From the point of view of just culinary, uh, from the point of view of just culinary, this is what chefs mean when they say they're building flavor into the dish, mm -hmm. right? But building flavor in a making it into a beautiful structure, a united mm -hmm. structure, a coherent structure of flavor. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so they're building flavor into the dish, um, and this takes it to you know to the to the top level in terms of the, the six tastes of Ayurveda. But at the same time, it's very balancing. Yes, it's very mm -hmm. balancing to our constitution when we're getting the effects of all of these particular all of these particular tastes. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it would take me a little too long. You know, we should do a whole one, a whole class on Ayurveda. To, <laughs> to, you know, to tell you what are the benefits of eating sweet taste, what are the benefits of eating sour, salty, pungent, yeah. stringent. Yeah. You know, we'll but, definitely, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to do a, a segment just more in depth with Ayurvedic cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be a pleasure. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, that's what we have. That's what we have tonight. Not a lot awesome. of questions. Any questions out there? <laughs> no, I actually haven't had any uh, questions right in, uh, which probably means that, you know, when people, you know, eat at a dinner table, for example, you know, and everyone is quiet, you know, everyone is just enjoying their meal, right? So everyone yeah. is, you know, enjoying it vicariously by watching and, sure. uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a wonder to watch. So, you know, it's definitely, um, uh, you know, wonderful to, to, to see this. So especially in your own home. So I really appreciate it. 
Great. Um, I yeah. really I appreciate so much you asking me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is the is the curry done? Can we see it? Um, yeah, yeah, let's see. Yeah, yeah, of course. Let's see it plated, if you don't mind, Chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have just the right bowl. Hold on. <laughs> oh, wow. Fresh, freshen it up a little bit right here. Okay. And uh, how would you garnish this, would you say? Uh, we some, some cilantro. Cilantro, yeah. I'm that's what put I, some cilantro that's what I would, in there. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I would done, too. Here's the cilantro. Yeah, we, we have to turn the camera around, Chef. Okay. All right. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> right? Oh, man, that's beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's well, really nice. Chef, really nice. It's... And at any point, if you see that the, the sauce gets a little bit uh, dry, you can, you know, add a little bit of water, add a little bit of, get a little bit more coconut milk to just loosen it up a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. Really a beautiful dish. <laughs> Chef Rich, thank you so much for, you know, allowing us to come into your home um, and uh, be able to cook for us uh, tonight. Um, you know, I wish this was a, you know, very different venue where we could, you know, be like, you know, back in the day, you know, <laughs> Friday night dinners um, yeah. and see all the graduates, you know, um, you know, every single Friday, you know, we'll have such a special event and, uh, you know, and be back at uh, NGI or National Gourmet Institute. And yeah. um, for those that are not familiar with Amory Coleman's work, um, you know, she's a, you know, the founder of Natural Gourmet Institute, um, you know, uh, and she was like a pioneer back in the day. Um, you know, especially for me, when I first went uh, to school, I, there wasn't that many vegan or plant-based or health supportive schools. And so I was very lucky to kind of stumble upon, you know, NGI. Um, you know, for those that don't know, and you can probably just, you know, have an entirely different session on this. What was your like biggest three takeaways, you know, that you would, you know, you knowing, you know, Anne-Marie Colvin and having worked, you know, with alongside and worked there for so many years, what would you say are the biggest three takeaways, you know, Anne-Marie Coleman would this, um, I guess, convey to someone in terms of like the plant base and the health uh, supportive mission? Um, of her work um, by creating yeah. that school. That's a beautiful question, really beautiful question. And before we close, I just wanted to say how thankful I am to be here and also how incredibly inspiring it is to, to see the work that you're doing. It's just unbelievable, unbelievable how you're bringing Thank all this you. knowledge, how you're bringing all this knowledge out through your podcasts and through all that you do. So, you know, you, you. Are, you are an inspiration. Um, I would say Anne-Marie has taught us something that's so simple, but has taken a long time for people to understand, is that food is medicine. Mm -hmm. Food is medicine. 
it has the it has the potential to bring health, mm-hmm. and it has the potential to bring ill health and disease. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. Uh, that's number one. To take it seriously, take you know the food that we eat seriously. It's a it's a it's a it's a really important uh, thing. Number two, uh, eat right, and that means uh, favor foods, favor favor plants that are whole. You know, plant based diet is the best diet. Okay, um, it doesn't mean you have to be a hundred percent. Depends on where you stand, but lean towards plants and Mm -hmm. make them whole. Whole means, um, you know, if your choice is between white bread and whole wheat, go more for the whole wheat, okay? You know, use the whole vegetable rather than juicing it and losing the fiber, Mm -hmm. okay? So Mm -hmm. eat eat more whole foods and eat more good quality plant foods, vegetables, fruits, nuts, um, grains, legumes, very, very important, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to say don't have protein, whatever kind of protein you, you want. In fact, you need protein. You need that vegetable protein if you're not eating animal protein. So you, you choose on that. Um, and the third thing uh, which you really taught people is to enjoy cooking, mm. to just to just you know feel comfortable cooking, feel comfortable in your kitchen cooking, feel comfortable pulling out things and whipping up a meal, having somebody. When, once you get the basics, it's so easy to to just create a nice a nice meal. Mm-hmm. Because when you're cooking at home, if you're cooking at home a majority of the time. Um, or if you're cooking for yourself or you know others, uh, you're e- you're eating a good you're eating a good diet. That goes a long way to to your health. Rather yeah. than rather than if you're at the hands of a restaurant, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, you, you don't know the levels of salt or whatever else they're putting into the food. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean that's why I choose the good restaurants. <laughs> that's that's important. But mm-hmm. um, certainly, you know. Um, processed foods, which are just full of salt and sugar and chemicals and um, you know preservatives, you you want to you want to be able to stay away from that and and feel comfortable enough and feel joyful enough in the kitchen that you can cook for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. goes a long way towards your health. Mm-hmm. So those three things. I would say she's given us many, many, many things, but so many, <laughs> so many things. But those are the three yeah. that come out. You know, eat whole foods, plant-based, um, cook for yourself, and understand that food is medicine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unfortunately, Dr. Coleman has definitely passed on, um, and I was very lucky to have met her, and I know you've worked with her for many years, and her legacy definitely, you know, lives on, uh, not just in the you know, original, you know, group of instructors and uh, present and future instructors and alumni and obviously continued uh, continued um, into uh, the Institute of Culinary Education. I know they've done very well to kind of pass on that legacy. And, uh, you know, we just need more of this. You know, I, I'm sure you would agree, Chef Rich. You know, we just need more of this to kind of push 
the message forward in terms of plant-based um, and how supportive, you know, culinary arts and, you know, home cooking and professional cooking to, you know, the masses, you know, and to yeah. say that, you know, if, you know, someone is just curious or, you know, wanting a transition that they know something more than just a salad, you know, they, right. that they know something more than, you know, than, than just the basics, you know, broccoli right. and carrots and things like that. There's so much right. more. And, you know, again, thank you so much for, you know, what you do and, and the legacy that you continue to leave behind. Um, and you're, you know, you're not even stopping, you know, you're doing amazing things. You're, you're in a master's program. You're continuing to inspire others. So, you know, you are an inspiration to me and countless others. So I really appreciate, you know, the work you do and um, definitely, you know, very, very grateful. Thank you so much. And it's, it, it, you know, meeting, meeting students like you who are doing what you're doing is also an inspiration to me. So thank you so much. <laughs> I know you don't do too much on social media, Chef Rich, but what would be the best way for others to kind of reach out or to learn more about uh, the programs at, you know, ICE? Uh, if you want to learn specifically about the programs at ICE, uh, it's, it's a very simple website. It's www.ice.edu. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely put that in the show notes. So, um, okay. again, uh, you know, thank you, Chef Rich for, uh, uh, for, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, spending some time with us. Um, thank you so much for welcoming, you know, us into your kitchen and thank you for creating such a beautiful meal that you, you know, if you created, I would I'll pan in one more time. <laughs> I know that's going to be dinner time for you. <laughs> I'm going to give this so, plate to my, I'm going to give this plate to my wife, but I'm going to get one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, guys, thank you so much for watching, um, this episode and, you know, find us, uh, you know, next week, um, at, uh, five, um, Actually, we have two two episodes next week, so um, you know we're really excited for that. And uh, you know, please say goodbye to Chef Rich, and uh, you know, thank you so much. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>